Speaking of isolation, that, of course, is where Premier Ford has been after what was considered a possible or potential COVID contact. We know the Premier so far has tested negative, but nearly a week after that press conference that caused so much controversy that he initially introduced enhanced police powers and closed kids' uh, playgrounds, he eventually stepped those back uh, the next day. But he stepped up to the cameras and the microphones earlier today. And this really was the most emotional that we have seen the premier. Have a listen. Despite the stress of working in a job that puts you and your loved ones at a higher risk of getting COVID. I hear it every day. Every single day. People telling me their stories, the stories that uh, could make you cry, families that haven't been able to hold hand. Hold on, folks. <laughs> I apologize. Hold the hand of their mom or dad as it passed away. A very emotional Doug Ford earlier today. Here's our crisis communication expert, Randy Rahamim. She's back with us again today and joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And uh, Randy, I don't know if the Premier was listening to our conversation yesterday when we spoke, but he seemed to take, uh, I think, a lot of our advice uh, to heart and got in front of the cameras and the microphone uh, today. Yes, he did. And I think, as you said, we saw a very highly emotional, but almost stunned Premier, I think, today. Clearly, this is taking a strong personal toll on him. I think that, uh, you know, he was very, very emotional and he was very explicit with an apology. But I think he only did half of what he needed to do. Um, It's one thing to apologize for what you did wrong. And then it's another thing to correct the mistake and then put out a plan for what you're going to do going forward. And I think that piece was missing. Okay. Um, And the reason I think it's missing is I think we're still going to have media and the public, you know, chomping at the bit for more information about how things are going to change going forward. Okay, well, let's break that down and look at that in a little more detail. I want to play for everybody in case they didn't didn't catch it, sorry, earlier uh, this morning. Here was, and you and I talked about this yesterday, the power of I'm sorry and an apology, and he did use those words. Here we go. And what reason I'm, I'm sorry? I'm sorry we acted uh, too quick on, on the, on the uh, measures. All I hear is limit mobility, limit mobility, and uh, we we uh, move too quick. But any time, you know, if I make a mistake, I correct it immediately, which we did on the weekend. All right. What did you make of that? Uh, I'm sorry that we moved too quickly. Yeah, I, I mean, I, but I wonder if that's what really people are upset about. I think that that's, you know, the, the, he didn't have the specifics down pat. It seemed to me that somebody um, tried to coach him and tried to suggest that an apology was what was needed, but didn't think through the exit strategy for how do you pivot then from the apology to what you're going to do differently going forward. And quite honestly, at this stage in the pandemic, I think so many Ontarians are so frustrated with just what seems like constant changes and no real plan. I think what he had to fall back on was process going forward. Here's how we're going to be making decisions and recommendations going forward. Bring out the science advisory table, whatever they're called lately. <laughs> Bring out the experts and have them talk about, you know, the recommended approach and allow, share, allow them to share 
some of the blame. I think, Jeff, what we're seeing is a premier who is exhausted. I don't think we, any of us can doubt that he is working full tilt, that he has put a lot of his heart and soul into helping uh, the situation over the past year. But where he's failing is in instilling confidence. And I think he personally is having a bit of a crisis of confidence. I don't know if you noticed this too, Jeff, but in the press conference, I found him completely deflated. I mean, he got some very tough media questions and he was not able to really push back or instill confidence in his responses. That's not the premier that we're used to. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, the apology, just to go back to that uh, for a quick second, saying that uh, I'm sorry that we moved too fast or, or too quickly. To your point earlier, that isn't what people were, you know, uh, upset about uh, last weekend. They were upset about these enhanced police uh, powers and what those could possibly mean and closing a kid's uh, playgrounds. And if anything, I think there's a lot of people that would argue that maybe his government didn't move fast enough. So apologizing for moving too quickly didn't really make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Especially, Jeff, when you can contrast it with what he's actually proposing, which is I, I, now we're going to move on uh, paid sick leave. But but the idea was that you didn't move quickly enough on that. So, you know, I don't think this was thought through well enough. And what, I'm, what I would recommend that the premier do going forward is spend the next couple of days sort of closing off his apology tour and get started on instilling confidence in the public. What's the plan? I think people feel like the rules are really nilly, right? Kids can't play in a playground or kids can play in the playground, but not in the backyard. Kids can. The rules don't make sense. So let's ground them in evidence and put forward a process even announce the process for how we're going to be making decisions announce the metrics by which we're going to reopen that will start to you know build back the confidence that that i think has been lost okay you mentioned paid sick leave the premier was asked about that during the press conference here was his response i don't believe on putting the burden uh, on the backs of businesses throughout this pandemic that are that are struggling uh, I just don't believe in, in hurting the businesses more than they've already been hurt. So we'll we'll come up with this program. And again, it will be the best program in, in North America. Okay, we'll come up with this program. So that indicates that there's an, an announcement forthcoming, uh, Randy. How would you advise the Premier? Uh, how should he roll out this uh, long overdue, long talked about paid sick leave? I would I strongly recommend that the premier not use partisan politics to dissect this one particular issue. The issue has become hyper politicized. Uh, we know that Andrea Horvath, leader of the NDP, has been out there advocating for this for the lo longest time. I think that uh, it's come to the point where everybody's advocating for this. And if I were him, I'd put together a little bit of a committee of my political opponents and my political allies and have them make recommendations and come up with something that sort of inoculates against the criticism going forward. So bring them into the tent. Let's come up with the best policy. Let's put it out there and, and try and make it nonpartisan. That's when he's always been, I know we've talked about this before, but that's when he's always been most effective is when he can bridge the the politics and just just focus on what's best for Ontarians like he did last year when working with Christopher Freeland. Yeah, I'm really surprised that he has not invited the other parties into the camp because obviously the pandemic is something that regardless of your political stripe, it touches us all. So uh, why not, uh, you know, open that tent a, a little more and uh, welcome at the very least some uh, dialogue and some ideas from the other uh, parties. Yeah, and on this issue, it's I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think that's the best way to inoculate against 
future criticism. But I think on this particular issue, on the issue of paid sick leave, the NDP has, uh, you know, dug in their heels on this uh, very strongly, and so have the conservatives. And so, um, something that's become so politicized, we need to. He needs to take the politics out of this. And just and just, you know, make this less about politics so that he doesn't look like he's conceding um, going forward. Yeah. Just finally, was there anything else from this morning's presser uh, for you that really stood out? Was there another big takeaway? The only other I mean, what's, uh, the, the two things I think that were most shocking to me is that I think that uh, and I think to the state of mind of the premier, he clearly seemed uh, to me to be overcoached and. Uh, you know, that his confidence has been shaken. So I think that, you know, somebody said to him, seems subdued, let's shift the tone, let's seem more apologetic. And I think that got into his head. And so he wasn't able to pivot to, you know, the friendly, personable Doug Ford that a lot of us, you know, that that's really helped him throughout the pandemic. So that's number one. And num- number two is, I really am shocked that he hasn't come, what didn't come forward with more specifics on a plan going forward. Because any apology, I mean, I mean, this is like apology 101. One thing to say, sorry, just like your kids. And, and then it's another thing to have, so what are you going to do right next time? And that's the piece that was missing. And I, I would suspect that we'll see the Premier's office extend that throughout the week. So here's what we're going to do different next time. Yeah, here's how we're going to fix it. Crisis communicator, Randy Rahamim. Randy, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jeff. All right, Randy Rahamim from Taneo Strategy.